All right. You ready to start this, Ben? Let's let's go, man. And welcome to that episode of Geek Anthology. I'm your host, Neil Cordray. I'm joined this week by the one true Ben. And no one else. Yeah, no one else <laughs> here. But I was gonna say, and normally, um normally for episodes of this type, we would you you wouldn't uh, hear our I think you're probably gonna hear the the opening music to Outer Worlds, because I think I have the soundtrack. Um yeah. yes, I do have the soundtrack. So I'm gonna put play the play the opening instead of the op- the regular theme music. Because this is another episode of our of our recurring series, War Never Changes, which unfortunately is going to have to go on hiatus until they release another actual Fallout game. Because yeah, you know really... they release Outer Worlds too. Yeah, uh, and, and we waited till they already had DLC of Outer Worlds uh, before we did this one. Well, to be fair, partially that was because um, I wasn't going to buy it on the Epic Games Store. Right. Uh-huh. And well, and I'm sorry, I don't think either one of us is doing Fallout 76. You know, I've heard it's almost okay now. With the new updates, um, I've been tempted to go back to it. Well, have fun. I de- I like. I-, I didn't like what they like. It was a blatant cl- cash grab of the game. And Agreed. That, um, that irritated me. Yeah. Bethesda should should really have stuck to doing what it did well instead of honestly massively tanking hard their reputation by releasing a game that. A game in a um, in a paradigm that they have no experience in, right? Like, guys, Skyrim is good. Um, Fallout's good. Like Sky- Skyrim. Sorry, The Elder Scrolls are good. Are good games. Fallout mm-hmm. games are good games. You are good at making expansive open world single player experiences, right? You have never made a pseudo. A pseudo MMO game. Well, you, you made the Elder Scrolls Online, which was an actual MMO and apparently is okay. But you've never made a suit a, a a a multiplayer online game that isn't massive. That also is um that also is kind of survival based, like Ru- like Rust or Daisy or mm-hmm. what is it? Conan Exiles, I think. Yeah, Conan Exiles is also a survival game. Yep. Yeah. Um. And it's a micro or you know, uh yeah. MMO. Yeah, because like even on the main big server, like even on the main servers for uh for Fallout, I think it what capped at like sixty-four people or something, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Um and you didn't put any content in the game, instead you were like, the players can make their own content. <laughs> yeah, no. that's not what they're coming for. Hence someone had to go and make the outer worlds. Yep. And it was Obsidian Entertainment, the people behind the best 3D Fallout game, which, I, which, in case you don't know what I'm talking about, it's New Vegas. Um, well, I, I have to say, I liked Fallout 4. I liked Fallout 4 too. I didn't. I, I, I wouldn't call any of. I wouldn't call even, even three, which is the weakest of of the three offerings uh, in 3D mm-hmm. Fallout space. I would not call bad. Yes, I'm not I, even counting 76. Um, but 76 isn't actually a Fallout game. It, it's it's it might somehow it might eventually become one with enough updates. But uh, at that point, is it really worth looking? At? It's a Fallout clone. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically, the Outer Worlds is too, but it was made by people who made really good uh, who made a really good Fallout game. And I do want to say yeah. that uh, a lot of Obsidian people used to work one, once upon a time for Black Isle as well. Mm-hmm. And they had some good games too. Well, you know, 
Black Isle. They made, um, well, my favorite Fallout game, Fallout 2. Mm-hmm. They also made a couple other games that you might have heard of, like, um, I don't know, Planescape Torment and Baldur's Gate 2 and Icewind Dale. Right. Um, so, like... <laughs> you know, I need to get Planescape again. I played that before, and I just love the hell out of it. They are, and... they are only kind of the grand royalty of... <laughs> Right <laughs> of um, what you call it of, of CRPGs, right? So, and yeah, it's like ten percent off right now. So, mm-hmm. Planescape Torment, I guess, is going to be our unintentional, um, <laughs> our unintentional, um, our unintentional signal boost tonight. There we go. It's worth playing. It's a great game. My computer desktop back wallpaper right is the lady inside a. Inside some other like rusty metal and fantastic piece of uh, artwork, right? And the and Planescape, the same the music's done by the same uh, person who did the music for Fallout One and Two, which Fallout Two has one of my favorite single tracks. And that would be the overworld theme while you're driving the highwayman. The highwayman theme, yep, yep. <laughs> God, I love the highwayman theme. It is excellent. Well, it's it's got it's got everything I love about a you know it's got that. Um, that metal guitar, you know, that, that twangy, uh, guitar sound and, mm-hmm. you know, and it's got a good melody, you know, and it just, yeah. Oh yeah. And it's only like a 30 second loop too. <laughs> uh, it's actually two minutes. Really? Um, I, thought, I thought it pretty much was just a 30 second loop, but in any case, mm-hmm. I agree with you that it's, that it's an excellent piece. Oh yeah. I mean, let's see here. Um, I mean, you can get it, uh, you can get it, um, loop for like an hour but it does get kind of repetitive yeah. um follow high women theme uh yeah it's Love. um it's like a, a minute nine i guess um actually so it's not much yeah because you can get an eight minute one you can get an hour long one mm-hmm. um and there's one that's two minutes and 21 seconds i'm pretty sure it's, I, i'm pretty sure at some point it loops just because they don't really expect you to spend too much time in the overworld once you got the car yeah Yep. Yes. I guess yeah. Our signal boost is Fallout Two and and uh, Planescape Torment. Yeah. Which no unfortunately, doubt. by the time that the episode releases, will probably no longer be on sale. So sorry <laughs> right? for the false advertising, everybody. If you went out and looked immediately when Ben said that, because um, due to release schedules, we're recording this like two weeks ago. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, yeah. So I love this because I'm right now. I'm playing the Fallout theme, so I can't hear myself talk. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear it now. Mike's not picking it up, but uh, that's good because we probably because we're not really like we might be able to make a fair use claim for that too. But uh, right. it's a little more tenuous and right. But like yeah. the, the, the music from Outer Worlds, we're directly welcome back, Craig. Okay, hopefully we're back and we don't have something weird happen again. Right. If there was a little bit of uh, weirdness in the audio there, I apologize. The uh, program we use to record these, Craig, um, sometimes has problems. If it craps out again, we're probably going to have to reschedule again, which will frustrate me to no end, but whatever. Could happen to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to talk about the Outer Worlds, everybody, and its DLCs. Um as per is the standard thing, we will talk, try try and be not too spoilery and then spoilery. Um, I, I would argue that it is probably the second best 3D Fallout-ish game that's out there in the market right now, 
of the ones at least that we have talked about. I'm sure there are other games that are similar to Fallout that we that neither of us have played or perhaps even heard of. And send us right. your recommendations so we can keep this this series going. Um, right. No doubt. Post on a post on our Facebook page um, or email me at uh, neil.cordray at gmail.com or uh, or post on our uh, on our website www.workingtheoryproductions.com. We do have a comment section there. You can comment. Um, it, when when I finally get around to putting these episodes on YouTube again, which I really need to get back into doing, I probably need to just automate the process. But um, when I'm finally doing that, you can also comment in the comment section there. Yeah. We beg for engagement. Please, Please engage. engage. You can also say something on Patreon, although you'd have to be a patron first. Yep. So. But yeah, if you have uh, other suggestions for for Fallout-esque games that Ben and I could play, let us know. Um. I wouldn't say it's as good as New Vegas, but I would say it's better than three, and it's right up there with four in my in my book. I would say I would have to agree with that. On certain aspects, it is is up there with four. I think playable area. Uh, you know, I think my my big thing about my only uh, I don't know my only bitch about that is that your playable area is basically a bunch of little bubbles. I actually kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so for people who don't know, it like it's not a fully open world game. You can't go from one to the next place to the next place directly. Right. Um, essentially, you have smaller zones that are that that you that you access through going to your spaceship. Even if they're the different zones are on the same planet, like Terra Two um, has three different zones that are completely separate from each other. Um, and- that, that are only accessible by via going into orbit and coming back down essentially right um, I actually like that because it allows them it allows the space that is be that, that you have to be more uh, to be more realized whereas in the open world uh, fallout games there's a lot of just okay well um, I'm going that way and I won't see anything until I get to the thing that I'm going to um, there's a lot of dead space, right? Well, okay. So in the fallout, like in, especially in four, but also in three, there's always the chance of the, um, um, you know, the, the odd encounter, which I kind of find funny. Yeah. Uh, you get, you get random encounters, but that's, yeah. but, but whereas in outer worlds, um, there's per, like the areas are more heavily populated. If that means like uh, with things to do. Right. At least in my opinion. Yeah. Um, like, and here's the thing. I think that's good. Other mm-hmm. people might not like that. So, like, that's very much a, you know, your mileage may vary. What 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 is your taste in that regard? Um, right. Because, I mean, on the other side of that, you know, um, it's also a problem. If that becomes a problem with Fallout 76 because you can't, if you need to go somewhere fast, you can't unless you're willing to spend money. You know, it's because Fallout seventy six is a blatant cash grab and not a real Fallout game. Which I, I, I don't think we said that yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> I will keep complaining about it because I can. So yeah, I mean, it's just it. But you are right. It is one of those things where you um, it it works well within it. It doesn't really detract from the game, mm-hmm. and there are enough things in the you know in those in that world that you know in the in this in the bubbles that you're playing in, those bubbles are pretty big uh, yeah, they're not they're not small 
Yeah, especially when you get into some of the uh, some of the DLC. Uh, yeah, like the the uh, the murder on Eridanos takes place in a single large world map, and it is huge. It is, I mean, and it, it is the I've, only. Mm-hmm. It is the only map that I found anything that was that was measured in thousands of meters. <laughs> you know, Paralon Gorgon was two maps pretty much. Well, you had interiors, but yeah, Paralon Gorgon. You got interior, but you got interiors in, in the other Fallout games too. So yeah, Paralon Peril on Gorgon was very three D. Yeah, it was. There was a lot of up and down. Yeah, it was a lot. I mean, the only place that was more three D than that verticality. That's the word. Yeah. Oh, very. You know, very, very. Uh, the only place that was more three D than that. Oh God, now I can't even remember the name of the planet uh, of the. Uh, it's where you meet your um, your guide. Oh God, sorry, I am brain farting. Uh, Terra Monarch. Yeah, it's on Monarch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where you pick up Nyoka. Nyoka. That's it. Yeah. Uh, we Bianca and Parvati were my were my two constant companions. So, so for me, um, my my two concepts were uh, Parvati and Ellie, except for on Monarch, then Nioka and Parvati. Parvati was my constant, and she was always with me. Parvati just had really great uh, banter. She did, and she reminds you. You know, she she is a she's lot also like very humanizing. Yeah, she's a lot like Kaylee without being um, without being a direct ripoff. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, it, it's also very much Firefly. Yeah, it, it's, it really, it's Fallout meets Firefly. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, because it really, I mean, when you look at the at the uh, you know at the at the you know the similarities, I mean, uh, the Vicar, you know, Vicar Max. Oh, Vicar Max, by the way, uh, I did not like Vicar Max at all. Uh, yeah, I liked, I liked him quest. a little. I liked him a little bit more after you finished his quest. Mm-hmm. We'll have to get to that in spoiler territory, right? But, but up until you did his que- his, his loyalty quest, he was—I just disliked the man. Oh yeah, and that's kind of the thing. I mean, he's a dick up to that point. He really, he really is. is. <laughs> and, and you know, you realize kind of as you as you go along, you know, you you start to understand why he was. You know, when you go through his loyalty quest, you understand you know what's going on with that, and. Yeah. And I think his quest really, really highlights one of the one of the big uh, philosophies within the Outer Worlds. You know, and I think we can kind of get into that. We never got into the spoiler of the week. This is true. I guess which which actually this this works kind of nicely. And the spoiler of the week is the corporations are the real bad guy. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it's just because the whole thing. Vicar Max is trying to find the plan. Well, or he's trying to, well, he's trying to better understand the plan. The, yeah, you know, the architect and things like that. And you know, it should be pointed it. out, by the way, that it is going to be pretty much impossible to not get a little bit uh, economically political with this game because it, it pretty much demands um, such um, analysis. So, it really does. It, like it, 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 it essentially um, tries to play up the dichotomy between um, between essentially fully internalized capitalism and and well, really, honestly, leftist uh, leftist philosophy such as communism or the other. Although you like, because there's very little middle ground that that you get to. You either work for the corpse or you don't. 
Right. Well, I think that, you know, and the thing is, is I think that it, it kind of does leave some room for middle ground mm-hmm. in that, you know, because the, the corporation goes way beyond capitalism. Yeah. That's the thing that I think that I think to, to bear in mind with that. They're, well, that's why they're, they're 100 percent internalized capitalism. Right. Is, is, what, is what I would call it, because people don't even question. Oh, yeah, you well, you, you've got to. You know, your value is 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 dictated by your by your labor and what you produce. Right. Well, and you know, to to kind of uh, to kind of get you know reinforce that point, um, the stipendium. Um, I I know I, I yeah I've I've listened to his track for on this for a long time. Yeah. We work to earn the right to work, to earn the right to live, so that we can work to earn the right. You know, uh, let me to, actually. Yeah, we work to earn the right to work, to earn the right to live, to give, to, yeah, to, to earn the right to buy. Hang uh, on a second. Yeah, can, you're right. We got. We're gonna have to look that shit up. Because yeah, it's that whole thing is that whole thing is very okay. There's got to be lyrics in here somewhere. Yeah. Uh, let's see. By the way, check it out. The stipendium, the fine print, is the name of, is. of the tune. All right. Um, we work to earn the right to work, to earn the right to work, to earn the right to work, to earn the right to give ourselves the rights to buy, ourselves the right to live, to earn the earn right, the to, right die. to die. Yeah. yeah. And it's uh, and it's uh it's set off by you have to be able to pay your graveyard fees. Right? Yeah, you know, because if you get eaten, there's fees for your mourners. <laughs> yeah, no, check check out check out the stupendium. Honestly, gonna... just check out the stupendium in general. I'll throw a link in the in the doobly-doo. Already working on it, man. Well, no, I, I, I've got it here. I'm saying when I put the episode up, I'm going to throw a link in the doobly-doo. All right. Well, I'm going to drop it in Signal Boosts, too, because, okay. man, that, you know. Also, check out his tune for Fallout New Vegas, too, because that was also really excellent. And in fact, just stick at, check out the stupendium in general. Right? Because they're bending the ink machine? Man. <laughs> yeah. Well, just pretty much everything he's done is pretty freaking awesome. Right. I really like him and Dan Bull, who are both frequently collab- frequent collaborators. Right, the house always wins. They've also got a Vault seventy six one, but eh, you know. Um, but yeah, it's 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 well, you know, your you know your value is determined by your production. Right, exactly. Um, and you, as an outsider to the system, have the option to disrupt said system. Yeah, and, and oh boy, just- did I. Yeah, and the the thing with that, yeah, I mean, I I loved playing, you know, the because I have never played through as a corporate stooge, you know. Um, I could like um to uh to allow a little bit of my own personal politics to bleed through here, surprising no one, I'm kind of left leaning leaning a little um, bit. Well, I I, I if, if you want to get really technical, I would describe myself as an anarcho socialist. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't particularly like government either. Right, <laughs> I'm weird like that. So. Right, well, um, see, and it's it's kind of funny because me, I'm, I mean, I'm fairly, you know, I wouldn't mm-hmm. say centrist because they're, but I, I do, I do have things that are all over the map because yeah. you know I'm not, you know, I realize capitalism is a as an economic system, not a form of government. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and um, you know, and I mean it. So it's that's the thing that is interesting about this is that the the um, the corporations you know are, doing are the, the ruling yeah are the are the governing you know are the governing bodies and there is no check and balance on them except yep. for places like uh, the groundbreaker 
you know, which and, they're trying to uh, take over. And Monarch, and which Monarch, they blockaded. <laughs> which they tried to blockade, right? You know, but then... Well, you, you know, kind of tried to block... They, they, they put a ship in orbit. <laughs> right? And called it, it a blockade. <laughs> well, they put several ships in orbit, but evidently one of them crashes. I don't know. Uh, so, you know... Well, that's but, because also it, it points out that... Um, that that truly unfettered capitalism is self-destructive. Very true. Because putting, putting a full emphasis on short-term profit versus long-term growth, or long-term um, sustainability of yeah. that of that growth, yeah, is um, is is self-defeating. Right, which is high, highlighted in something we'll probably get to in the in the spoilers. Uh, yeah, like spoilers this isn't this isn't just me reading my own philosophy into into things. This is right actually pretty evidently stated um right. so. so and so you know to, to kind of get into the general stuff you have the various um maybe various companions who have mm -hmm. their you know have their abilities and things that they add to it yeah i did it not is, get i did not get a lot into their abilities you know well i mean they only have the one companion ability in combat and aside from that they the i i the, the leveling system for the game is actually i think really one of the weakest parts of the game I agree, because uh, there are things. Because man, in the flipping uh, uh, in one of the in the in the last DLC that I played, Murder on Eridanos, there are places I couldn't get to because I get not could not get my lockpick high enough. You know, well, you can you can respec for effectively free in the in the under in the uh, unbreak in the unreliable. Right. So you have <laughs> your ship, which I, I love. You know, the unreliable. Still, right. With a sassy AI who claims it's not sentient. Right. A sassy sentient AI that, AI that claims it's not. Mm -hmm. And there's stuff behind that. I, you know, the thing is, is that it hints at, at a different, you know, at a broader story for, um, for, for Ada. Mm -hmm. But you never really get much. Mm -mm. Yeah. Cause we get the hint of it, but it doesn't go beyond that. Yep. They got, they got stuff like outer world. Like they, they, they have enough to be able to build a sequel to the game. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, they have enough to, not, yeah, because the sequel would actually be the continuation of the game. Yes, the actual. They could actually, they could literally do an actual continuation sequel to the game. Maybe finding out what's going on with Earth. I don't know. Um, right. Well, that that gets us into call it return from the outer worlds. Right. I mean, yeah. It just the whole thing. There were so. Yeah, of that's all, not a spoiler. It's a teaser. It's a it's, right. Yeah, I would say we'll get more we'll deeper into that yeah. later uh, as we get to the. <laughs> What's but then, going on with Earth? What do you mean by that? Right? What's going on with Earth? What is going on with Earth? <laughs> Aren't you on Earth? No. Um, no, you travel around a, a small galaxy. Yeah, kind of like kind of like the Firefly universe. Yep. Um, but except Earth that was hasn't been uh, used up yet. Yeah, that's not the reason they came out here. The reason they came out here: unfettered profit. The pursuit of profit. That's right. Profit of profit. That was the profit <laughs> of productivity. Profit of productivity. More and earlier, <laughs> but yeah. So of the of the of the companions, you've got um, you start with Parvati. Yeah, and she's kind of a a she's kind of naive. Yeah, which, she's like is is like she she's naive to the to the greater extent of the world, um, but knows sort of the system of the world at the same time. Yeah, which is useful. Well, she, because at that point you're very much an outsider. You don't know what's going on yet. Right, yeah, because that's part of the general premise is you're, you're a colonist who has been in hibernation. Suspended animation for like 70 years. Right, and so, yeah. Now see, that's, 
the that's the thing I like about part writing. She's not naive. She's she's idealistic. Yeah. And she and she is she is invested in the system to begin with. Mm-hmm. But as she goes along, she's both invested in but also sees the flaws of the system, yeah. which makes but her, to my mind, her being a mechanic. Right, exactly. Um, which to me makes her even more appealing because she wants it to work. She knows she knows why it doesn't, you know, and she wants to fix it. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to, you know, she doesn't want necessarily to, you know, to tear it down. Yeah. Which I think, like I said, makes her appealing. She's an idealist. Um, she's kind of naive on some on some areas, uh, yeah. you know, and. I mean, I don't think it's too much. Uh, she's not well naive necessarily. She's innocent. Yeah, innocent, idealistic. That's really the word. The word. Yeah, um, she is a little sheltered. Yeah. Yeah. After uh, after her, the next one you pick up is uh, Max. Vicar Max. Vicar Max, right? Um, who is he? Is a priest of the um, I can't remember what the name of the religion is, but essentially it's. Um, it's, it's like foundationism or something. I can't remember. In any house, in any house, right? There is a grand. The the universe was created by a grand architect who has a plan for all things, and you must simply find your 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 place in that plan to find fulfillment and happiness. Right. Um, uh, and any time something bad happens to you, it's because you are acting in um in um. Opposition to the plan. To the plan, you are you are you're tr- you're you're a gear that's getting ground down because you're not uh, because you're not moving right. Right, because you're not moving. Because the way he sees it, um, the plan is in a an unbreakable elastic band. It'll go only so far before it'll correct uh, and snap yep. back. Um, and his his whole quest is to understand that equation. You know how far mm-hmm. you can push it. Um, then you get um, you get pick up Ellie next. Um, no, you pick, you pick, uh, yeah, it depends on how you do it. I think you do pick up Ellie because you, well, you pick up room. Ellie and Trevor around the same time. Isn't that his name? Uh, no, the not Trevor. Guy? Um, that is, let's see here. Um, Felix. Felix. Yeah. You pick up Ellie and Felix on, uh, on the ground, which is a, which is a pre, a, a colony, a, a colony ship that there was the first colony that ship. did its job and, is and has been offloaded of its personnel, and now people live there. Yeah. So yeah, and I love the story behind the um, behind the um, the groundbreaker. The crew basically ended up owning the ship in exchange for bringing the the colonists there. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was yeah, that was an interesting one. So you pick up, and then Felix Felix is just like a brawler. Yeah. I mean, he Felix is, is a I got no respect for authority guy. Right. I mean, he's a, you know, he's, he's got no respect for authority. He's, uh, he's basically, he wants to be a revolutionary, but he doesn't have the actual um, dedication to it. He's just happy to, he's just happy to, you know, to mess with you. He's very much a follower, not a leader. Although he also, but also at the same time, he wants, uh, he doesn't want, uh, he demands respect. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think he demands it more than he probably is owed, but it's okay. Yeah, I mean, Felix of the Companions is one of the weaker stories. I almost, I, I did very little with him. Like, uh, my, um, you also, my, my, my team consisted of Parvati initially, uh-huh. um, and until I got Nioka, my the next person I, I, I used, and he's the and, and the second best uh, companion in my mind, or third best companion in my mind, 
is Sam. See, I did nothing with Sam. Oh, I loved Sam. Sam was fantastic. Because, I mean, I don't know. I did not do, um, I didn't do anything with Sam. It just didn't seem to strike me as an interesting character. I enjoyed Sam. Uh, I'll admit, part of the reason I used Sam was because I was fighting a bunch of things with armor and he used corrosive weapons. Uh, but right. <laughs> yeah. he, was, he was a lot of fun because he is a robot. Mm-hmm. And he is not an AI. He is acting according to programming. So he advertises his his uh, his uh, production line, and generally um, is kind of is is fun just because of how kind of um, like kind like eh, what is what 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 he's worth. Um, <laughs> he he's fun because he kind of sticks out from the rest of your companions because he's like. The Sam unit is is always here to to clean up your day. Uh, <laughs> well, see, and that was kind of why I didn't like him. <laughs> uh, well, because it was like because it, it was like constant ads on YouTube, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> that's fair. So, so Ellie, I like because she, you know, I, I enjoyed Ellie more because as a um, um, as a uh, character because there's more depth to her, and as you find out more about her, you realize, hmm, you know. She's not quite the mercenary she th- she brings herself out to be. Yeah, but then when you get to Monarch, you get my girl Nyoka. I Nyoka. love Nyoka. Nyoka was fantastic. She is a hard drinking, hard partying, ain't take no crap from no one. Um, two fisted, you know, two fisted brawler. Yeah, I mean, and good with a carries, gun. Carries a carries a minigun. <laughs> Right. Honestly, I never even I I set her to pure uh, to pure range mm-hmm. because she because uh, your your companions' weapons don't consume ammunition and never degrade. Right. So I set her to range and gave her the best machine gun I could and let her shoot everything to death. See now, Ellie, because she was one of the smartest ones, I gave her the science weapons, and that was fun to watch. It's not the best choice. It's Spacer's choice. <laughs> exactly. You've tried the best. Now try the rest. <laughs> Spacer's choice. <laughs> the and mind love- control ray, by the way, says over and over, it's not the best choice. It's not the best choice. It's not the best choice. <laughs> I, uh, there's um, a mind control ray in this game. There's an anti-gravity ray. The, 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 game, has, ray. the game take do, does its best to take itself seriously only half of the time. Right. So, and, and I think that's why the the places where it does take itself seriously, um, it doesn't take itself too seriously to the point that you're going, oh my god, please stop. Yeah. Because the rest of the time it it treats everything it treats its its world, it's you know, with it's enough to be a parody, but it's also mm-hmm. real it's a believable parody. Yeah. The only people who take things really seriously are the villains. Right? And you get to and essentially they're like, how dare you do how dare you disrupt the status quo? Mm-hmm. Because no matter, because here's the thing: no matter whether how you do this, how you play the game, you disrupt the status quo. Yeah. Even if you decide to become a 100% corporate stooge, you still do it there. You still do it your way. Right. And you and you definitely throw the status quo out. Um, yeah. The DLC and, is also really good. Um, oh God. DSL, yeah. Uh, DLC is self-contained and does not actually uh, reflect back on the main story. Uh, similar to the Fallout, uh, to the Fallout DLCs. Um, Truth is, is the main story. Um, like, okay, so New Vegas of all the Fallout, New Vegas did the best with the DLCs. Yeah, that's because the DLCs had an interconnected story of their own, 
but that still was, also did not reflect back on the main story of, of New Vegas. And, you know, but for a couple very minor mentions here and there that were completely ignorable if like they, they weren't they weren't mandatory. Right. Yeah. The main story supported the the DLCs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there, there are things like in, um, you know, in Outer Worlds, um, Murder on Eridanos features a, uh, you know, features a character you see in the advertisements, Halcyon Helen. Mm hmm. Um, which I love the cut, the you know the cut scenes too, which are all advertisements or scientific yep. stuff. I, um, I I really uh, the the loading screen, which was uh, Titus Androidicus, just completely bowled me over the first time I saw it. Right, I've um, been in a production of Titus Andronicus. It's yeah. um it's an interesting play. <laughs> the aristocrats, and but then you know, um, so yeah, you get your companions fairly early on. Mm-hmm. You get them in the first two or three worlds. Yep. Because um, you get Parvati. You Parvati um, and Max in, in World One. Right, and Edgewater. Both are in Edgewater. You get um, Ellie and Felix on the Groundbreaker. And Sam, and you can also get the part for Sam on the Groundbreaker as well. So. Right. And Sam's already on the Unreliable, which is like a character of its own. Yeah. And then you get Nioka on Monarch. Uh, on Monarch. That's the first three first three worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, so by then you've got everything. But you know their their companion quests take you can take you all through um, the, the you know all through the uh, the system all through Halcyon. Yeah, it's it's great. It like I think we've we've run out of things in a non spoilery p- capacity to say. Yeah, we're already kind of edging into spoiler territory. So we'll pause yeah. now for a brief interlude of some sort of sound. My guess is probably I'm going to use one of the uh, one of the corporate jingles. Because, like I said, I have the uh, I have the soundtrack when I because I bought it on GOG, um, yeah. and uh, we'll come back momentarily. We know our P's and Q's. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. It's Henceforth, we'll be talking a bit more spoilerifically about the game. Um, here, there be spoilers. It, yeah, it, it, to, be, to say the last little bit here, I do recommend playing it um, if you enjoy Fallout style games. Um, yeah, if you enjoy, if you don't like the the, the combat is kind of lackluster. Um, it, it's really a game that you play for the story. Yeah, the combat is it's simple. Yeah, well, and that's kind of what I like because I do enjoy I do enjoy the story. I mean, and if you, oh man, the crafting system in it, my god, crafting is pretty good. Oh yeah, Um, because you can make almost any gear viable. Yeah, I mean, you can, and you can take almost any weapon, you know, um, 
and build it up. You know, you know, and as later on in the game, you know, some of the some of the system, you know, some of the game weapons that you find uh, later in the game are, you know, it's like, oh, here's the Mark II version of that. It's already twice as good as what I got. You know, so you're yeah. kind of starting starting fresh, but you still have the same thing. Mm-hmm. So let me ask let me ask this, Neil. What were your per- favorite personal weapons? So I uh, carried a hunting. I, I I carried silenced hunting rifles. Okay, yeah, I'm good with silenced hunting rifles. I like um, those. It was. I had one that did physical and one that did that did lightning. And every time a new version uh, reared its face onto the market, I picked that up, picked up new silencers, resilenced, and um, shot them and repaired them enough that they became uh, pristine. Yeah, and see, with me, it was at a combination. Um, <clears throat> it was either the bolter because it starts off with, <coughs> pardon me, because it either starts off, it starts off with plasma, as I recall, um, and it fires three rounds at a time, which is, you know, murder on bad guys. Mm-hmm. Um, or, and then I carried either the the hunting rifle, usually the hunting rifle as a single shot, and then an assault rifle if I needed something, if I needed to unload a lot of, a lot of damage very quickly. You know, I played, something. yeah, I ended up playing this game the way I play a lot of games of this type. Which mm-hmm. was stand back and shoot things from very far away. Yeah, I tend to I, snipe. I, I tend to uh, to fall into the sniper archetype. Yeah, uh, the sneaky bastard who by the time to- who has shot you four or five times by the time you get up close to- close enough to her. So right, technically, I guess the sneaky bitch, but uh, still. Yeah, and I was, I'm I'm much the same way. I like the snipe, you know, because especially in this game, shot placement is vital. You know, <clears throat> like the, another thing like Fallout, shot placement is vital. You can, you know, because you hit somebody in the head, you've staggered them. And blinded them. Mm-hmm. And um, they have, um, they have a, a you, you, you have the ability to slow down time mm-hmm. because um, it's a result of having been unfrozen, I guess. Or, yeah, cryogenically frozen in for longer than is recommended because evidently more than 10 years is, uh, is considered bad for you yeah um really it's just so they could have a thing to lo- allow you to slow down time and have pseudo vats right because it is yeah because let, let, like this game I, I the reason we're putting it in our fallout retrospective is that this game was fallout and was fallout in space with neon colors mm-hmm. um like that was how it was advertised that's really how it played it, right. and and as i said to ben before we began recording and i will now say to the people it's essentially a mix between the isometric Fallout games with their going into area and doing things and the 3D open world Fallout games because it's still a 3D first person game. Yeah. Um, and I really liked that because of that. Um, yeah. Now, what skills now? Now, I, I, so to, to turn the question now to you, Ben, what mm-hmm. skills did you focus on? Okay. So I tended toward a lot towards hacking and lockpicking. Yep, because you need that. Um, from there, I had to distribute as much as I could. Of course, you know guns, because you know guns, um, and then science and uh, you know science. I, I didn't go so much into leadership, but um, you know the science and and mechanics and things like that. Because the better you are with the mechanics, the more you can do to your weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I similarly, I, I went, I maxed hack or mm-hmm. not hack. I maxed uh, lockpick. I got mm-hmm. hack up to a hundred, and then I took uh, as many points as I could in persuasion, intimidation, mm-hmm. and the 
and the third one whose name I uh, lying. Yeah, bluff. Yeah, whatever it was. Um, so I would. So so you know, if if anyone caught me picking a lock, I'd be like, no, I wasn't picking a lock. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and I and I did the thing you do to win games of this type. I'll oh. give you the pro stat strats right here, everybody. Take everything that isn't nailed down, right? and then try to pry up the nails. Yeah, and then, and then get a claw hammer. Yeah. So your dialogue skills are actually persuade, lie, and intimidate. That's right. Persuade, lie, and intimidate. It was lie. Yeah, and I was, you know, sneak, hack, and lock pick. Oh yeah, because mm-hmm. how are you going to shoot somebody from a distance if they can see you? You know. Right. You sneak. You lock. And, and uh, once you get really good at lock picking, uh, doors. Like once you get really, really good at lock picking. You can't actually get caught doing it because you do it fast enough that no one knows what you're doing. Right? Because some of the things are zero seconds. You're like zip. Okay, I'm in. Mm-hmm. And then there's a there's a there's a uh, there's a lock pick skill where you can see what's in a chest. So you can tell is it worth mm-hmm. my time? And the answer is still yes. <laughs> because here, here's the thing: anything you t- you take take out of a chest can be sold for money. Mm-hmm. I never I was never hurting for bits in that game um, because once you have it, it's no longer stolen goods either. Like um, unlike Fallout games where you have to like find a fence or you know right. you might get caught with stolen material. No, it, it's in my inventory, therefore it is mine. Yeah, possession is one hundred percent of the law. There at this point, you are now trying to steal what I have right, rightfully stolen. <laughs> How dare you try to steal that which I have rightfully burgled? <laughs> right, you're trying to steal what I have rightfully taken <laughs> without permission. That, that is not mine. <laughs> but yeah, and and. I did not go melee. No, neither did I. Honestly, I did very little fighting. I equipped Parvati and Yoka and stood back mm-hmm. and let them do things mm-hmm. and shot guys with my sniper rifle again and again and again, but stayed well the hell away. I, I sent I sent Parvati to suicidally charge in, charge in for melee mm-hmm. um, to be a um, damage sponge. Mm-hmm. And then after fights, so we'd we'd wait a little bit to heal or to heal out because you have passive healing in the game, right? Which is nice. So at the so, end, I had I want to say like nine hundred and eighty doses of of uh, of Adreno because mm-hmm. I never had to use my my uh, my inhaler, my stim packs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like yeah, so, yeah. So here was my thing: I would get enough medical so I could get a second um, a second oh. slot in my inhaler. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, I would usually put something in there that would half my, uh, my negative, you know, my negative status. And that's where I would do it, um, is, you know, Hey, you know, Oh, I've got, you know, I've got acid or I've got, um, you know, or I'm kind of, I'm, um, um, you know, concussed or what have you. So I do my, I do my, you know, my inhaler and my, you know, my, my bad time is cut in half. So, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I sold the hell out of everything. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not sure how many. I would, I could check to see how many bits I had at the end of the game, but I actually just recently uninstalled the Outer Worlds because I'm done with it, and it's taking up space on, and it was taking up space on my hard drive, and right, which is premium. <laughs> well, it's not super premium for me yet. I haven't mm-hmm. gotten that bad yet, but mm-hmm. um, <coughs> pardon me. At the same time. Um, the the way I I have uh, the way I have avoided getting that bad yet is by um, <coughs> managing your time your, is, your space. Well, is, yeah, is by not leaving things on my system that I'm not going to use. Right. Yeah. Um, 
So, um, yeah, I had a lot of Adreno because I didn't need a lot of it. Because by tinkering, heal myself, right? Because by tinkering with my armor, you know, suddenly I would take just a a random piece of armor that was very light and make it as heavy, you know, as well set put together as any of the heavy armors. I I ended up wearing Chimera by the end. Chimera, the uh, the uh, what you call it, the Mm. um, um, there on uh, Byzantium, there's a quest that you can do to uh. Oh, oh, um, yeah, the the one that uh, the, the 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 really haute couture uh, suit. Yes, I know the one you're talking about. I wore um, that because it had significantly great stats on like everything. Right. Yeah, that's my next one in my uh, in my current um, currents. Um, oh, you know the one I'm talking about. Um, no, not entirely. That's my current quest in my current playthrough. Oh, you're playing through it again. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. Uh, classic. Where where is it? Because I'm looking through the um, through the um, um, the wiki, mm-hmm. and I'm not seeing the Chimera on there. But I may be it's called Chimera um, or Chimera. Mm-hmm. Unique armor. It's probably in your unique armor. Uh, probably yeah, because it is a unique body armor. It right. starts out at item level twenty one with fifty three in all defenses. Right. And you can um, you can tinker with it. To bring it up, it also gives you plus ten to all dialogue skills. Right um, there we go, Chimera. Yeah, it's a light armor. Yeah. It looks a little silly, but you but you pretty much never look at yourself in third person anyway, so it doesn't entirely matter. Right. Let's see the one. Um, so I, I, the Chimera was one of my favorite. Um, I wore that in a jaunty hat, although it eventually just disabled helmets. Yeah, at least for the looks. Now, the one I one of the ones I like the most uh, comes from Peril on Gar, Gar, Peril on Gorgon. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it really it's really hard to find. It's only in one uh, in the in the Gorgon Canyon. It's a Wilderness Ops helmet because it's got like eighty four across the board. I believe I gave that to Nyoka <laughs> because I took the thing that gave me a, a plus one to mental. Yeah. To in, well, I'm sorry, not one. Not it wasn't mental. I took one of the ones that gave me plus one to perception, which right. is one of the main attributes. And mm, you know, yeah, so so yeah, because the yeah, because the chimera is a light armor, so it doesn't uh, hurt your uh, your stealth. Yeah, nope. I never could yeah. really tell the difference between the light, medium, and heavy armors, but I also didn't care. Yeah, um, I wasn't necessarily stealthy so much as I was I, I was meticulous, so I would just you know. Mm-hmm. Every now and again, I'd check down my scope and be like, "Oh, there's a uh, there's guys way the hell down there." Right. Okay. Well, bang! Did they hear me? No. Mm-hmm. So I get to ch- take another shot. Now they know where I am and they're running towards me. But I've got another like three or four shots I can squeeze off in the meantime. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, and I would always I would always equip my my armor um, with uh, one of the things I always did was the one that gave you the environmental. Where you could see see yeah. your things uh, highlight a little bit further out. Yes. Oh there my god. Perk that for that too. Yeah. But I, I like yeah. that perk and the and the perk that lets you uh, carry more stuff. The backpack. Yeah. Pack mule. And then uh, yeah is yeah there's a pack mule. Uh, but you can also put a backpack on there. But I you know I just was very. Well, good I'm not talking about the mod the the armor mod. Um, I'm talking about the actual. I'm talking about the perks. Right. Right. I'm, I'm pack mule. About the pack of pack mules. Um, Mega pack mule and something else because essentially you carry more, your companions carry more, you carry a lot more. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I was enjoying it. See that that the perk system. Uh, there was a lot of them I could not. Just I was like, okay, at this point, the I'm. Perks were kind of lackluster. Like the yeah. the perks fe didn't feel nearly special enough to me. Right. Um, especially not special enough for me to take flaws to get more. Right. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, every time. So I I was I'm with you on that. I never took a flaw to to take a perk. The only reason I would ever take a like the only reason I could consider taking a flaw would be if I was achievement hunting the game and I needed to have three flaws achievement. Right. Exactly. Because yeah, I'm just like mm, no, I'm not going to take that. You know, I think it was only it ain't one. Never worth it. Yeah, it isn't. Uh, you know, because there's none of them that aren't just going. Oh yeah, I can I can live with that. No, I can't. You know. Oh, you've been hit too many times in the head. You know, I just... You're yeah. scared of Karagors now. No, sorry, that's the wrong game. Yeah. I've been playing a lot of Middle-Earth Shadow of... of uh, Shadow of War? Shadow, well, Shadow of Mordor, actually. Shadow I've Mordor. never finished Shadow of... I've never finished Shadow of Mordor, so I've been streaming that. And by the time this episode goes live, I'll probably be streaming Shadow of War because um, I'm going to do it next. Right. Because I can play it on controller, which means I can rest my, my, uh, my ulnar nerve a little bit more and not... And not uh, stress it from computering, right? Quite so much. I'm trying exactly. to be good, right? So, but yeah, okay. So let's get into story. I mean, oh, so here you are in what is it called? It's called the Hope. No, 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 no. The uh, the colony. What's the colony oh, called? The Halcyon system. Yeah, you are. You have wel welcome to the Halcyon system, where right. um, where about five corporations control everything. Um, you. Live and work for said corporation. Um, right. And you and really don't want to work for Spacer's Choice because it's not the best choice. It's, it's Spacer's Choice. choice. <laughs> right. And, you it's know, you very got... heavily class stratified. Yep. You know. Oh, uh, and everyone's starving. Yes. You know, because in Halcyon, heaven awaits. Um, you know, and was it. Um, did you, you know, was it, uh, do you not read company policy that defines you as company property? I mean, yeah, everybody's hungry um, because... Because uh, it turns out that um, the the terraforming didn't go very well, and um, there's not enough nutrition in the, in the, uh, in the, in, in, there is not enough nutrition in the food chain to support human life. Well, and then it also, I mean, on, on... Okay, so first thing first thing happens there is you wake up, you know, and you're in this you're in this tube, and then you get thrown out of a spaceship, you know, and you land on a guy who's supposed to be protect who's supposed yeah. to help you. Yeah, so you land on your guide. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, that was pretty bad. Captain Alex Hawthorne, right? Captain Alexander Hawthorne. Yeah, Captain Hawthorne. Um, who 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 you have, who you have accidentally killed by. Landing on him in an escape pod, so therefore you become him, or you can become him. I always noted that there's the option to use your real, real name or his. Yeah, who are you? I'm Captain Alexander Hawthorne, the right? captain of, of the Unreliable. Captain of the Unreliable, yeah. And so you know, and then so the the thing that is that uh, the first quest where you find Parvati uh, is the only thing people are expected to eat. Is saltuna. Saltuna, yeah. And Which is a mix, as best I can tell, a mix between satines, or not saltines, uh, sardines and tuna. Yeah. And that's all, you know, that's, all, that's all you're supposed to eat. Yeah, because that's what the company makes, you know. And you've got to show your company loyalty. And by, eating the, by eating your product. By eating the product and only the product, you know. 
Um, and you know, so you can drink zero spacer's choice zero G brew too. Right. Well, and the they ail to cure what ails you. They ail to cure what ails you. Uh, Almost everything, by the way, has a corporate uh, has has a slogan or uh, or jingle associated with it. So exactly. Because um, I mean, God, the products in this the pro- and and every um, every uh, purple berry crunch. Right, purple. Yeah, it's, it's uh, anti uh, anti uh, anti Cleo's. It's better right. than nature. Better than nature. Oh, what I'm looking for here? Equipment, consumables. There we go. That's what it is. Yeah, because the consumables are just. Um, I never consumed any of the consumables. I I very rarely did. I did when I needed a boost to something, but mm-hmm. never the food. Yeah, from time to time, I would drink something caffeinated to bur- to boost my mind before I hit. I also maxed out level very early. Yeah, um, by indiscriminately slaughtering marauders <laughs> because they had red triangles over their head. Therefore, they were enemies. I'm not a sociopath, <laughs> right? Uh- <laughs> so, but you know, some of the things some of the things looked like they were like they could have been good. Now, I always kept a couple of bottles of iceberg aged whiskey on me just because I liked it, because um, <laughs> that seemed fun. Um, but um, yeah, like the mock apples, mock apple cider. Mm, no, they're not uh, like, actually apples. Right. They're mock apples. Yes, like Some, they don't. Like like, there is no real food. There is all product. There is all food. There, no, nothing. That, that's the thing. Nothing is real. Everything is a product. Exactly. Uh, then you have tarmac and cheese, uh, which is. Um, let's see who makes tarmac and cheese. I think it's Spacer's Choice. Spacer's Choice makes a lot of food. Right? It's not real tar- tarmac or real cheese. Cooks in less time than it takes a space pilot to land, excluding crashes and force uh, and force majeures. Mm-hmm. Force majeure. Right? It's not real and tarmac then, or real cheese. That's and then borscht! Oh my god, borscht! <laughs> I, I kind of liked the idea of borscht, honestly. Right? Here, we've got these pigs that, pigs. Have, yeah. that have benign tumors. That we cut um, off and eat, or that will fall off when ripe. Um, yeah, when ripe. <laughs> so, <laughs> I it's it, I kind of like like obviously it's played for the for for the disgust level, right? But at the same time, that's actually kind of clever, and I kind of like it. If right? you could, if you could, like it's it's kind of like how um, some lobster uh, species you harvest. You catch the lobsters, you lop off a claw, and then you throw it back. Right. <laughs> and the next year, when you catch it again, you lop off the other claw uh, <laughs> and you yeah. throw it back because they regenerate. Right. You see, you're going, what? No. Yeah, no. The well, lobsters regenerate. That they yeah. literally like that. I I want to say it's like blue lobsters. Um. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um, yeah, and then the Spacious Choice Frozen Dinner. One of the ones I just I had to laugh at because in variety types, the most popular is fried chicken, mashed spectrum potatoes, and uh, spice mock apples. Although the borscht loaf dinner is a close number two in all respects. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god. There was, uh, and then there was a purple berry meal. Uh, I can't remember. It's Rizzo's not does makes makes purple berry stuff. It's right. It's it's crunch berries. Rizzo's purple berry crunch. <laughs> Which is apparently some some berries that fell into um, spaceship fuel additives, and people decided it tasted nice. 
actually tasted right, right? Um, and then there's a purpleberry meal, and I can't find it in here, but it's got like it's basically it's a lunchable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like it's it's a well, and then there's and then there's spectrum, then there's spectrum vodka. Yep, you know all uh, the colors of the rainbow, and the and, and depending on the color, uh, it costs more. I want to say spectrum blacks the expensive stuff. Yeah, well, there's only like two or three bottles of actual Spectrum Black because uh, that that doesn't show up until Spectrum Black doesn't show up until uh, Murder on uh, on Aridanos. Yeah, on Aridanos. You had yeah. to get the spec. You had to get the the uh, Spectrum launcher. Yes, the the Spectrum Gatling gun. Yes. So yeah, which I uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a fun quest, but it's just not worth it to me, you know. Yeah, no, it really wasn't. But it was. But but I enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed right. hunting down all of the various. Um, oh yeah! Oh god! So that one all by itself was it was a game. Jeez, oh Pete! So I, I love that as you as you get more as you learn more about toss ball, the sport the makes less, less it makes goddamn sense. The less sense it fucking makes. Yeah, it's going. <laughs> what are you talking about? Fifty third quarter. What <laughs> you know? <laughs> toss yeah. ball has uh, has teams of forty. I think it is played on. Four different courts yeah, um, just, at the same just... time has fatalities. Um, like mm-hmm. regular, it, it's a blood sport. Um, yeah, and and yeah, it just. I mean, toss ball is like in Fallout Four. It feels like some like something to do with lacrosse, but uh, right. Toss ball reminds me of uh, oh, what's the guy who runs the baseball themed shop in in. Uh, Diamond City. I can't remember his name, but I know who you're talking about. Uh, you know, it's like it's like a gay, it's like his version of baseball. True fact, Dad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these cards, those numbers. Here, you, here, here you need a swatter. <laughs> yeah, it's like this. He yeah, has like there's numbers on the cards, and the number of enemies killed by the player. <laughs> you know, they would sign these and give them to the children of the players they'd killed. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. uh, um, so. Notes from the from the from the Outer Worlds wiki about Tossball. Um, use of performance enhancing stims is common in Tossball, and a scandal was caused when both teams tested negative for performance enhancing stims, which is considered a Tossball first, and caused the coaches and the referees to debate whether the behavior could learn could lead to an unfair advantage. Um, <laughs> ball use in Tossball is, is is designed to increase increase blood spatters while maximizing protection of the ball from players. Um, tumbling the ball into the Wednesday zone is known as get, is known as getting humped. Uh, according to Felix, Spacer's Choice is the lousiest team that ever did swing a toss ball stick. Right, and um, Rizzo's Rangers, uh, yeah. you know. And the employees of ChemLab and OCI in Gorgon apparently played toss ball matches against each other. Um, they did so by dar- drawing a large X on the ground and placing and placing down buckets and placing down buckets as goals. Uh, like it doesn't make any sense. The game itself just does not make sense. Uh, but I think that's the part. That's the fun of it. It's like yeah. um, it's just like it's the. It doesn't have to make sense. People like it. You know. I mean, that's yeah. It's it's just a thing. Um, makes no sense. It is fantastic. Right. Um, I mean, the more you learn, the less it. The le- you know, you're going because when you on get into the your, outer like, worlds. On the Outer Worlds subreddit, um, there is a post called, j- entitled "What the heck is Tossball?" and the general consensus is um, it's 
kind of like lacrosse, but um, the similarities end there. <laughs> right? Similarities to actually any actual game ever. Um, God, what was the, wasn't it? The, it's like the game Kirk came up with in, in one of the series, in one of the episodes. Just absolutely makes, yeah, you know, Fizzbin or something like that. Just makes no sense. Um, I'm a little up. I found another thing. There are 35 players on each toss ball team, divided, di- di- divided into seven five-player shifts, one for each day of the week. The game is played on a rectangular field with one column for each shift. I, I'm not sure if these if these are official or if this is what uh, no somebody made made this up, but it um, somebody made up a rather significant uh, rule set for toss ball, and enough people said, "Is this real?" To <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh man! So it's Mo Cronin and his whole idea of, of baseball. It's like it's like if he had created toss ball. Yes. <laughs> Two teams armed with deadly modified baseball bats battling to the death. Battling to the death. <laughs> the baseball bats of the surviving winners were called swatters, and the set tradition of the next generation baseball. Baseballs were given to children of dead players. Baseball gloves were used to ca- absorb bullets. True fact, that <laughs> <laughs> Mo is one of my favorite ones to try to do an impression of because he's just so you know he's just so earnest in the way he he's does fun, things. Yeah, you have you contribute to the to the uh, to the history of baseball. I mean, so I mean, he he reminds me of someone you'd find in Cheers. <laughs> but and so to get back to the game to to the actual game. Um, yeah, you are. You, you said um, in in the in the main game storyline, you pretty much have two ways you can play it. Either you can try to unthaw all the other uh, colonists on the Hope, which was the ship that you were unthought on, or you can um, sell out the guy who's trying to save the colony to the board. Right. And which I've never rich. even. I've but never even was. I'm sorry. Playing playing the traditional way, you can get rich. You can. You can, man, you can rake in the bits. Well, that's by stealing everything that isn't nailed down. Or just the quests, man. Just some of your quests are just amazing, you know, can become amazingly, uh, you know, amazingly profitable. Lucrative. Oh, yeah, very lucrative. I mean, all the junk you get, yeah. Junk, yeah, basically holding down the, holding down the Z button became my my go-to whenever I hit a hit a merchant, you know. I forgot to sell my junk. So I was carrying. I was all frequently carrying around fifty to sixty pounds of junk. Uh huh. And then someone in the chat would say, "Hey, you forgot to sell your junk." I'm like, "Oh right, thanks." Because I was never hurting for money. Because what I sold was the weapons and armor of my um, of your enemies of my fallen enemies. <laughs> yeah. Because. I'm not a sociopath, I swear. They had red arrows above their heads, which meant they were going to try to kill me. So I had to kill them first. And but you know, and then there's and then of course there's the bits for all the all the um all the quests. Yeah. I mean that that was that I mean that's that's a no-brainer. Um but yeah, selling stuff, I mean I, I sold junk left, right, and sideways, you know. Um, you know, and just getting this, you know, getting stuff. And some of the quests are more profitable if you fail certain aspects of them. Like when you're, uh, I think it's on Monarch. Um, I think it's on Monarch, where you're investigating the um, the um, the um, the distress signal, and you know you got the three the three uh, three quests that you can follow. 
if you do, if you help each of the three people, you get more than if you if you keep the stuff and you know and then sell it elsewhere. I just always tried to broker peace because mm-hmm. that was my whole thing. I was like, I will make everyone everyone will work will work nicely together. I uh, mm-hmm. I got uh, I got Edgewater to start gardening with human corpses. Right, and see that's part of where we started. You know, every, everybody's supposed to eat salt tuna. There are no vegetables. They can't so everyone's food. getting sick all the dang time, and right? they just call it the plague. And they have no idea. Proper nutrition, everybody. No doubt. And if, and people are like, well, how did you make this hydroponic garden work? Um, I right. used human corpses. Right. <laughs> They're good fertilizer. Yeah. And and ain't nobody using them anymore. <laughs> right. But the, but the profit margin is, you know, because, yeah, because your first one, and one of your first quests is, oh, by the way, collect grave fees from people that are still alive. <clears throat> yeah, because they're, they're falling behind on their payments, and you want to be able to get buried when you die, right? Exactly. I mean, yeah, that's just not... That, that, that's, yeah. Honestly, that that right there was one of the first real indications that I, that I got that things were seriously <laughs> effed up. Yeah. Like, I, I understood... Things are going to be kind of effed up, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize just how, just how, until it's like, so we need you to um, go collect grave fees from mm-hmm. people because they've fallen behind on their grave payments mm-hmm. so that when they die, we can bury them. Yeah. So I eventually ended up, uh, oh, and I loved, I loved how the board, mm-hmm. who is the nebulous enemy who disapproves of pretty much all of your actions. Um, right? Well, the board disapproves of anything that is not, does not make them money. Yeah, that, that, that doesn't tow the corporate line. Right. Um, they know that the colony is starving to death. So what's their plan? Put everybody into suspended animation except for the very rich people and, <laughs> and, and count on the, on the problem to fix itself. Right. Was it put all the, or was it put all the rich people in suspended animation in the calendar? Oh no, yeah, that was right. Put all the rich people in suspended animation while the poor people work on the solution, and will and they'll thaw and will thaw out the rich people later once <laughs> the problem is fixed, so that they can go on being rich. Right. Whereas Doctor Phineas Wells's idea is: look, we got all sorts of brilliant people here on the Hope, which was the first. The Hope was the first colony ship. It got lost. If you'll recall, I knew it Groundbreaker did. was the first one that was successful, if I recall correctly. Um, find out. In any case, the Hope has the best and brightest that Earth had to offer to Halcyon, and maybe you know we can thaw those guys out, um, and um, use that and and utilize their collective scientific genius to fix the problem for everyone. Right. But the thing is, you it, both both plans require the same rare chemical, um, sulfur trioxide or something. I can't remember. It was something or another. Something had a lot of hand wavium in it. Yes. It yes. They they had uh, the, the there was only, both plans required the same amount of phlebotomum of phlebotonum. Right. Um, so you could only do one or the other, and so you had to choose. And of right. course, I chose to save the colonies and fuck the rich. <clears throat> right? See, that's the same thing. I... Byzantium falls into abject anarchy the minute the board is destroyed. <laughs> well, there's one subquest in there in Byzantium that to me was just like, 
Okay, this is obviously a parody, but it's not far off. <clears throat> and that is the woman that you, uh, the woman that, that you uh, t- talked to, who is, uh, I, I don't know if you did this one, uh, the woman that, that's on the, that, on the that streets. Hates, that, that hates all these layabouts and early retirees. Yeah, exactly. And her whole idea is, well, my, you know, my family is worthy because we're rich. Well, why are we worthy? Because we're rich. We're rich because we're worthy. And because we're worthy, we're rich. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, the whole complete circle of logic, <clears throat> you know, because am I worthy? Well, I've never done anything, but I'm rich. So therefore I must be, mm-hmm. you know. And then and, you go out and find out that Soylent Green is people mm-hmm. uh, because the early retirement program is an elevator into a de- into a death pit. Right. Mm-hmm. And she's like, pleased as fuck with that. And, and, no one, and no one saw that coming from a mile away. Nope. Oh, no, I definitely did not expect that the minute I heard about the early retirement program in Edgewater. Right. So, hmm. Here's a lottery that will just, that, that, any, that everyone has entered, and mm-hmm. if you win, you get to come to the super nice place and live the rest of your days in abject luxury. <laughs> no. Yeah, the rich are not going to give you that shit. Mm-hmm. And she wholeheartedly approves of that plan, you know? Mm-hmm. And then... She might have died in my playthrough. I might have sent her to that place. You know, it's like, oh, you're going to love it. No, 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 no. I, no, no. She might have gotten um, shot in the, the head, head multiple times. <laughs> I, I had difficulty stomaching uh, Byzantium. Yeah. Because some of the... Yeah, it was hard not to draw, and you just start shooting people at random there. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, it's full of rich people who have no clue, you know, bored rich people. It's, you know. it's, it's old money who doesn't know the price of a gallon of milk. Right. Who don't even know where to get a gallon of milk because they just send somebody out to do that. Yeah. That's what servants are for. Like I, I have, I don't have any, like as much, as much as I will say, oh yeah, I'm an anarcho-socialist. I don't have problems with people being wealthy to an extent. Mm-hmm. But um, there's there is a point after which I start having problems with you having that much wealth because at that point you're you're hoarding it you're a dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know that that that's I don't want to get too political even though this game really invites it. It really does. Um, so let's talk about something that really doesn't, and that was well actually all, honestly they all do. But um, murder on Eridanos was fun. Murder on Interdons was amazingly well thought out. I did not see the twist coming. Me either. Oh my god. By the way, gonna... yeah. Twist in, f- in five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Halcyon, Halcyon Helen, Helen isn't Helen actually a... dead. Halcyon Helen. Well, she was a twin. Yeah, Halcyon Helen. Yeah. Halcyon Helen didn't die. Halcyon Helen died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of the one of the two Halcyon Helens died, and the other one is uh, trying to avenge her death. Also, um, parasites like right? that, the 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 rictus grin people with the things on their necks genuinely uh, disturbed me. They yeah, I just wanted to be like, your friends. Yeah, the first time someone turned around and had one of those things on their neck, I was like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I got up and left the computer. Because that, that, like, I'm not, like, entirely insectophobic, but crawl, creepy crawly things on me is where I get, it, it, that's the line. Uh, right? And, <laughs> like, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. and I forget where the, uh, where the parasites came from. 
Uh, some place or another. Um, Did they actually live in the planet that you know, in the gas giant that they were? No, I can't. Like they were, I can't. Like they they were from that one place you never visited, mm. if I recall correctly. Okay. Um, because yeah, they, they they were they were not from the gas from from the gas giant you were orbiting or the landmass that had been imported to it. Right, which was just amazing. That whole setting, basically, you just on this massive meteor or comet, you know, just was basically a floating island. It's just kind of, you know, well, it, it was man-made, but uh, yeah, it's there with rockets and all that shit. Yeah, you got rockets to keep it up, and what else? What and what better to put there but a luxury hotel? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the view was spectacular, and uh, and also um, Rizzo's uh, Rizzo's are in uh, um, research and development for their Spectrum uh, vodka line. Right. Spectrum Brown. There's a worm at the bottom of every bottle. Right. If that will brown. attach to your brain and make <laughs> and you super happy and uncontrollably for the rest of your life and kill you. Yeah. Make you happy Eventually. until you work yourself to death. If it's brown, drink it down. Right. I'm going, man. First ring of the thing, I saw that. Oh, my God. But that yeah. was the one consumable that I didn't sell. Mm-hmm. Spectrum um, Brown? Yeah, because you, uh, you can get your hands on quite a few bottles of Spectrum Brown. They all went in a specific locker on the Unreliable um, so that they could not be released to the general public. <laughs> right? So, and, and the thing is, is that that one, you know, it was it was a product that was bad for the, the consumer. It was just terrible for the consumer because, yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. And and it, the, the, the thing that really scared me about it, mm-hmm. or really that was thought-provoking about it, was... It was entirely believable, even in, by like today's standards. Right. If someone were to find a thing that mm-hmm. is 100% addictive mm-hmm. and 100% unregulated, mm-hmm. then um, they'd put that shit in everything and um, and get everybody addicted to their product. It's like the stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, Except it, the stuff it was, was also a horror thing, but still. Still, yeah. The, the point. For me, there, yeah, they were they were trying to get that in everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to leave some of that, like who the killer is, and you know, and, you know, to uh, to the you know to the to the um, you know, to surprise. There's some things I don't want to spoil, but God, yes, I mean that one was so well done because you're as you're going through, you're you're finding out, yeah, they're trying to do this, and they believe it. They believe, mm-hmm. you know, in the one hundred percent. Oh, we're making people happy, you know. Don't you want people to be happy? It's false happiness. It's yeah. not true joy. Yeah, uh, you're not. Did you not? Did you not watch that episode of Doctor Who where everybody's stuck in an eternal, uh, in an eternal traffic jam because everybody took drugs and died? Yeah, just. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I know that's kind of a deep cut. <laughs> right, as I say, I'm, I'm, I'm remembering that that episode. Where everybody's in a ter- in a eternal traffic jam, but it, it, I was, it was the, it was the one where um, where. Uh, the doctor went and uh, and everyone was stuck in a thing, and there were like monsters in the exp- in the uh, in the, the high occupancy room. lane, right in the high speed lane. Yeah, yeah. Gets, yeah. Um, um, and the face of Bo told uh, told the doctor that there was another time lord. Right, you are not alone. And then he died. <sighs> right. Well, he yoded. He yoded. Went to another plane. But yeah, I mean, it, it's. And that one was not the only, and you know, 
So that was deep. There was a great area, um, and there was more than one solution to the problem. Yeah, you could you could have pinned the the murder on anyone, right? Because there had, was enough evidence. You had for total anybody. freedom, and there and like I ended up having to look it up. Like like there, uh, everyone's a good choice, but I feel like n- none of them did it. What? Wait, what? There's yeah, a fifth, actually... there is a take a fifth option in uh-huh. the uh, if if you've done. All of the re- so so without without doing too much in terms of spoiler because mm-hmm. Ben's right the ending twist is is good enough to not spoil. Um, I know we twisted that Halcyon Helen's still alive, but that was not at, that that's like three fourths yeah. of the way in, not all the way in. Right. Um, but uh, the ending there mm-hmm. you can pin Halcyon's Helen Halcyon Helen's murder on any of the general suspects, or you can choose none of them. Right. And you know, and I had to, I had to do some serious thinking before I decided who it was. And turns out I was right. Um, I ended up looking it up, but uh, yeah. Well, it turns out I was right because there was just enough doubt on every, you know, on every person that seemed. And I was looking at who keeps pointing me at these, you know. Um, yeah. You know, and I'm going, aha, aha. Well, it was a boss fight against a giant space slug. Yes. Oh my god. There were only like three boss fights in the entire game, and, and this is two of them. <laughs> but yeah, um, I mean, yeah, yeah, you can walk out. Good. You can walk out of this with a ton of of bits. Yeah, you know, you can walk out of this with with a. But at the same level. time, also the recommended level for the for it is max level, so you're probably already rich at that point anyway. Right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you just like triple your money. And the other one was murder of um, Gorgon, which made me really feel like. Yeah, Peril on Gorgon, which really made me feel like a sociopath. Because yeah. here I have been murdering all the marauders forever. Mm-hmm. Turns out they're just drug addicts on Adrena time. Right? Which you get a big, I mean, that becomes a real big part of one part of your uh, first set of quests is all the marauders that you're finding. You know, uh, there's one sub quest where, you know, the girl just brings a bunch of Adrena time. You know? Yeah. I mean, it is almost like. Fallout New Vegas in how well it sets that particular DLC up with all of your other subquests, you know? Yeah. And uh, I gotta say, it was really weird. Like, I, I, I made it a point to read as many of the, like, computer entries and stuff and such as I could, because I was doing it on stream and, you know, <laughs> I was trying to be like... And some of the stuff in uh, in quality control, some of, the, some of the journal entries were really kind of chilling. It was like, no... We didn't hire. We didn't hire you to tell us about the dangers of the product. Mm-hmm. We hired you to tell us that the product wasn't dangerous. Right? Yeah. We, we didn't hire you to find a specific result. We hired you. No, that was the thing. They hired them to find a specific result, right, and right. them not finding that specific result means that they're not doing their job right. Right. Yeah. We didn't. We didn't hire you to find a, you know, or to discover whether or not something was the case. We hired you to reinforce our uh, assertion that it actually is this. Yes. You know, we we hired you to reinforce our bias. You know. Uh, yeah. And I'm and, like, I have seen companies do that. Right. They well, and, they fire the person who says that the dam has a crack in it. Hmm. Because fixing the dam will cost money, right? Well, and and there is there is a there is a um, or or they figure out you know they do the math and they're going it's less expensive to handle the lawsuits from the damage that this will cause than it 
than it is to actually fix the problem. That was the basis of an episode of Leverage. Mm-hmm. Painted and, frozen dinners. <laughs> right. And so, yeah, and Paralon Gorgon. Paralon Gorgon d- d- has a twist right there, you know, in the midst of all of that. You know, the the, mm-hmm. the twist, I mean, starts from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, then you're going, oh, you know, I have to fight this person now, <laughs> you know, or I have to choose. Am I going to fight this person or am I going to side with them? You, you know? can side with both. Right. You can side with both. You can, you um, can, uh, you can broker a piece. Yeah. You got, I was a, always captain broker a piece. you got to have a really high charisma. I think you really have to high. have a persuade of 120. Right. Out of 150 total out of 150 max. Yeah. I had to respect to have enough persuade to, yeah. But yeah. And it just, and really, I mean, and like was, 80 science and like, right. <laughs> yeah. Like, and this, you know, you two could work together, right? Yeah. Well, and I mean, it, and this is the thing about the, the outer worlds. This is the thing I love about the outer worlds is if you were to put any given case, you know, any, any given part of the outer worlds into a, a, you know, into a Reddit, am I the asshole Reddit? Um, you know, <laughs> you would get everybody sucks here. Yes. <laughs> you get, yes, the asshole? Every, yes. Yes. Everybody sucks here. There's no good, you know, there are very few good options, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on some of those. I mean, choose, choose the options that suck the least. That suck the least, right? <laughs> No, oh, hey, yeah, why don't you work together and maybe find a cure for Adrena Time Madness? Right? Yeah. Which I you know, I'm tempted to go back in and re and replay that with uh, you know, and respect because I, I try going through and, and keeping my, my main playthrough the way I want it, you know, the way I said it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm, I'm thinking I may go through and try and respec as I go from time to time. Um because it's yeah. so cheap. It only gets twice as expensive each time. It starts at like a thousand bits. Mm-hmm. So I think I respect like five times because I was like, I need, I need better hack or yeah. Like I, I eventually was like, I don't need any, I only need 20 points in guns because they don't actually improve your damage after you get the thing that lets you target various specific hitboxes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And it just, yeah, it doesn't do much, no much good because a lot of it is, Hey, if I put the crosshairs on that fucker, you know, yep. die. <laughs> Because when um, your gun does, you know, 500 damage per hit, and sure, it only it has a firing rate of like 0.9 per second, so it's not exactly the fastest gun, but it does enough damage that it puts people down before they get to you. Right, it hits hard enough, yeah. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, I mean, it, you know, same, almost the same thing with, uh, you know, murder on Iridanos. Because when you look at it, Halcyon yeah. Helen, uh, yeah, she's. She's after vengeance. She's not, you know, she's not a sweet person. She is not sweetness and light. Um, yeah, well, but she does realize, but she is also trying to stop the, uh, yeah, she's trying like, to, she, she and her sister realized what was going on. Were like, you know, this ain't good. Right. Um, yeah. And all the people around her, dear Lord. I mean, her co-star, um, I mean, of the people there, uh, I, black hole birdie was my, you know, was my least, you know, unfavorite. Well, I kind of liked Birdie. Like, he, yeah. he was earnest. Uh, yeah, that's why, that's why he was he was my least unliked character. <laughs> He's the one I disliked the least, you know, because, you know, most of his, uh, yeah. Um, he really loved Helen. 
He really did. And, you know, and he was very earnest about it. I mean, there's, you know, there's one part where you get to see him just blubbering, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he was, I mean, he was actually one of the, one of the good characters. Actually, most of the tall swap players, I, you know, I, I could kind of get behind. I was like, yeah, you guys are, you know, you guys are basically just having fun. You know, I get that. They stole a yak. They stole a yak. So, okay, yeah. it's not a yak. It's a woolly cow. It's a, a yak. yak. <laughs> yeah, which is a fancy, it's a, it's a multisyllabic word for yak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just like, it was, that part was hilarious. I like the elevator operator. Yeah, she was fun. You know, you could meet her in person, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, I did. She's behind like a, lo- a door that's locked with like a hundred and fifty lockpick, and she's just kind of there. Nothing uh, really actually, special going on. Actually, you can get up. To, you can get to her too from the underground, from the uh, from the uh, from the service. The uh, you know the that service. was how I got to her. But I thought I thought I remembered there being a very heavily locked door. There is. Yeah, that's why I had to get. That's why I had to get to her from the underground. It's like fuck that. But yeah, I thought that I meant, I meant from the underground. I thought there was a heavily locked yeah. door, but whatever. Yeah. No, actually, it's. Um, I think I got a key too. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I'm I literally maxed out lockpick. I was like, I will never be locked out. Right. I got 150 lockpick because there were a couple things that required 150 lockpick, and I was like, I'm going to have. There wasn't anything special in them. Right. Disappointed by the lack of. It's like so. I I spent all these skill points mm-hmm. that are a limited resource to get 150 mm-hmm. lockpick, and inside this chest that has a that was locked with 150 there's like 500 bits and a gun right like whoop the freaking do right um yeah <sighs> yeah i just um hang on a second but yeah it just um there was so much to you know so much to those those things you know so much to yeah. that whole thing <sighs> it's a really good game if you couldn't tell from us yeah. waxing philosophic about it Mm-hmm. Um, and like, we've gone for like an hour and 40 minutes already. Right. Exactly. And we um, really haven't even, we pr- really kind of need to maybe wrap up. Um, yeah. it's a very good game. Um, yeah, I don't think they're going to be doing anything more with it. I think these, the two DLC that they've got are going to be it, but I do believe that there has been, um, rumblings of an outer worlds two that will happen eventually. Um, outer worlds two rumored to be in the mix. In the works as of October twelfth, two thousand twenty, because the DLC only came out last year. The last DLCs only came out last year, but uh, it uh, it's a very pretty game. Oh yeah, the Um, the the color the the color palette is um, is very neon and very four color. Yeah, like it. If you don't like pink and purple, um, heads up. There's a lot of both, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it's it's very very enjoyable. Yeah, very very um, enjoyable, very fun. And uh, it's it it is a worthy inclusion if if you are if you are a Fallout nutty like Ben and I are, it is very much worth the play. Oh yeah, I mean I I just love the ship. I mean the the yeah. ship was just the unreliable amazing. is great. Yeah, it's a great it's did, a great. Did, did you ever get the? Uh, did you ever did, did you ever feel like you were walking in on something when Sam was cl- was cleaning Ada's console? Sometimes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right there. That that's it. Right. Yes. 
I'm a dirty ship. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the primary reason I got Sam up and running because you know, because him and Ada would would have you know. So, oh yeah, um, was a was a good game. Um, I believe coming up after this, we're going to be talking about uh, Castlevania Season Four. Yep, that's the plan. Um, that's that's next in the recording schedule. We're kind of starting to hit a stride of. We're starting to get kind of get the summer release schedule out, which uh, is actually kind of encouragingly robust, too. So, yeah, um, this has been Neil and the one true Ben. And we will talk to you next time on Geek Anthology. All right. Good night, everybody. <laughs> this podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. It was brought to you by the fine print. Opening theme is Ultra Mega Hyperstorm. Ending theme is A March of the Mind, both by Kevin McLeod. Interstitials. Interstitial was the Rizzo's uh, jingle from the Outer Worlds soundtrack. If you enjoyed this podcast or know someone who would, please consider sharing it on your social media. Send us an email, leave us a comment, subscribing, liking, hitting that bell for notifications, following, rating. Whatever it is you can do on the platform that you observe us on that helps to build the algorithm. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us, either making a one-time donation on our website or a recurring one on Patreon at patreon.com slash working theory. There are new uh, tier rewards coming soon on that as soon as I get a chance to finalize them. A final pl- thought. In all, at least you had the chance to beat the system in this one.